Since it is Thanksgiving week, I'd like to begin with a, a word of thanks. Thank you, Eva and Altar Society, for this. Uh, last uh, Sunday of the church year and the Feast of Christ the King, this is a great feast. And um, I didn't expect um, all this attention to be given to the feast since we're outside, but all of the gold that you put around, the fabulous throne. Uh, and Ernie, thank you for the incense. That was a surprise, but, but appropriate. They said, do you want incense? I said, well, whatever, you know, and here it is. Uh, thank you, Michael, for your flute. You're amazing. And for the uh, film work that you do uh, consistently, always our music, our lectors, Eucharistic ministers, all the volunteers that put in so much work here to make everything happen. All of you for coming. Thank you so much. And uh, it's a good way to begin this week of Thanksgiving. I want to mention a... Um, it's a commercial that I loved this year. It was one of my favorites. Uh, I think it's a mobile, mobile um, phone. There's these two, uh, like, I guess they're like high priests up on top of this hill and uh, overlooking this pit of, of volcanic fire going on. You've seen this? And, and the crowd of the town is down there and they're shouting and everything. So this man is brought up who's going to be sacrificed to the gods. Um, and so... Uh, they bring him to the edge, and he says, well, you know, it's, it's the, the high priest says, well, you know, let's, let's go. And he says, well, he says, I have an idea. Have we ever thought of, they, they need rain is what they need. And, he says, and so we need to sacrifice him. So he says, well, I have an idea. Have you ever thought of, like, bringing water from the mountains through some kind of, like, tubes or something? And, and then the high priest says, oh, yes, you're talking about a, a gravity-driven uh, water source. And he says, yes, yes, he says, well, you know, and so some woman in the crowd shouts, Go on! Get on with it! And so they, he says, they say, Well, you've got to go. So uh, he jumps into the fire, sacrifices himself. And then one of the high priests goes like this, looking for the rain. <laughs> um, and it doesn't rain. So I like the commercial because it's a terrible expression of bad religion. <laughs> Sacrificing people in fire and flames, killing people. And religions did that for many, many years, primitive religions. Maybe some still do. Some still do animal sacrifice. Good religion doesn't do that. Good religion moves us to become more aware of the need for and how to make happen justice and peace and love, compassion, kindness, caring for those in need. That's what good religion does. When I was in the seminary in theology, we were still coming out of an old system, and this priest got up to give our annual retreat, which was a week-long retreat, and he started by saying this, if one of you should become a bishop, you can expect two things for the rest of your life. You'll eat the best food all the time, and nobody will ever tell you the truth again. Wow. But then as he began to explain, and, and I said, how true. In those days, one of the biggest things was kissing the, the bishop's ring, kissing his hand. Everything was about royalty, not so much, well, yes, for bishops and archbishops, but especially for cardinals. And um, when I was in the minor seminary in high school, when the cardinal would come, uh, he would process in, he wasn't celebrating mass, he would have all his insignia on, the red and red socks and red shoes 
and this long cape, about 15, 20 feet long, and there had to be two little guys, the shortest ones in the seminary, always picked up the end of his cape and walked down the aisle. And this 30, 15, 30-foot 30 cape dragging along behind him. It was total pomp and circumstance. And why? Well, you may not know this, but technically, cardinals are considered princes in the world. They have a rank. Like if there was a ceremony, let's say oh, if the Queen of England dies and all the kings and queens and, and presidents and everybody come, there's a rank. Who comes in? And they come in their order. The presidents are in there somewhere, vice presidents, presidents. And then the princes, or I'm sorry, princesses, and then princes, then queens, no, then cardinals, then queens, then kings. They have an actual rank because Vatican City is, is actually a, a country. <laughs> it has its own uh, um, complete government. So the church, through the cardinals and all the bishops, archbishops, took on all of this royalty, all this pomp, loved this kind of stuff, thrones. And of course, when the Gospels were written, uh, the evangelists could only reflect what they knew about our world, and this is what they knew. Kings and queens and princes and princesses had thrones and gold and money and power. They could say things like this, we hear in the movies, off with his head! And then he was led to be killed. But good religion talks about something else. Good religion goes deep into our core and leads us to a different place where we love, where we care, where we build up, we don't tear down. And today's a perfect example in these scriptures. The second reading, of course, continues the theme we've been listening to uh, and we'll hear all through uh, Advent about the end of time and coming to the throne and and, and, of course, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful emphasis on God as all in all. God is all in all. God is everything. And when we get that and are in harmony with that, it, it makes a whole difference in our way of living and being, especially in relationship to God. But here in Ezekiel, what a presentation of God. He compares himself to a shepherd, and he says that we are his sheep. And this king, this king in Ezekiel, he doesn't lord it over them and make the sheep worship him. This king says, I will care for my sheep. This king is going out like a shepherd into the fields to take care of the sheep. What happens when you take care of the sheep? You get dirty. You get smelly. You pick them up and bind their wounds and you feed them. And, and if one is, uh, has a hurt leg, you carry it on your shoulder. That's the image we have of Jesus, the, the good shepherd. Uh, in this Ezekiel, our God is not a a God of triumph, he's a God of service, a God of love. This is good religion. These are holy books, holy readings, holy writings that turn it upside down and inside out. But the gospel goes further. An aside, but it, it connects. When I, I think I said this once before, but when I was a, a young, I'll say 10, uh, I don't know why, I got into baking for a while, and it was a big thing, you know. My mom and dad both worked at the same place, same job, all day. So um, I came home from school, and my sister would put me to work, and, and uh, <clears throat> it, it just I, I went through this phase, and I was baking. I was pretty good, I thought. But one day I was making a pie, and my dad came in and said, uh, 
uh, I hope you uh, give it some salt. I think it needs some salt. And my dad was a joker and a prankster all the time. And he just, he said it so seriously. I always say everything seriously. I, I think it needs some more salt. So I did it. I went over and added some more salt. And I had no idea at that time in my life how powerful salt could be. And when this lemon meringue pie came out, it was awful. Everyone said, oh, God, it's so salty. And I got all defensive. Dad, you're the one who said you need some more salt. He said, I was just kidding. <laughs> when, when we focus sometimes on details um, playfully or even seriously, sometimes we can lose the real truth or the thing that's important. And it, this ruined the pie. It ruined it. So let's be careful with this gospel not to focus on the wrong thing. This is a, a, an amazing piece of writing for so many reasons. One is it, it focuses on all the regal stuff about the kingdom of God, the throne, the judgment, separating the sheep and goats, um, bringing the sheep in and throwing the goats into hell. Oh, okay. But also, four times the story is told. Four times uh, Jesus says, you know, at the end of time, uh, I'll be there on the throne, all the nations, all the angels, everyone will be gathered, and I'll separate the good from the bad, the sheep from the goats, the sheep on the right, the goats on the left. And then, here's the condition of judgment. I was hungry, thirsty, naked, ill, in prison, and you cared for my needs. And they say, when were you naked, hungry, thirsty, ill, or in prison, and we care for your needs? Whenever you did it to the least, you did it to me. I was naked, I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was ill, and, and you didn't care for my needs. When were you hungry and naked and thirsty? Four times. That right there is a sign. Get ready. This is going to make a point. That isn't the point. Even the separation and the judgment, going to heaven, going to hell, that's not the point. All of that four times is leading up to the point. And the point is that Jesus identifies with the least. That's powerful. That's the king going out and picking up the sheep and becoming smelly himself as he wraps the sheep with a bad leg around his shoulders. Jesus does not identify with the throne. It's part of the story to get to the point. And the point is what you did and what you didn't do. What choices you made or didn't make. And this story is meant to halt us in our tracks. It's meant to open our eyes. It's meant to be not only good religion, the best of religion. Could imagine if we actually did that. Imagine that. You know, we made a big scene, and I'm glad we did, about uh, the, the children at our borders there in cages. But... Do you know, they, these are refugees indeed, but there's refugees, for example, in, in uh, Syria. There's people that have lived at the borders in tents while it's snowing outside for years because one country kicks them out, the other country won't let them in. They're just like nothing. They're like basura, like trash. That's not good religion. That's not good governing. That's not good humanity. That's us at our worst. 
And so we, we are asked on this last Sunday of the church year, among all this pomp and circumstance, to say what is really important. How should we be living? How should we treat one another? And we get this litany spoken by Jesus four times. How did you treat people? The least, not your friends and neighbors and your family, the people who love you, but the least. Could you do this for an enemy? Could you do this for someone that you, you don't even like to be around? Could you walk by somebody dying and say, well, you're not one of my people, sorry. Could you walk by somebody begging, begging for something, a crumb, and say, well, you're not one of my friends. But Jesus says how you treat the least, that's what makes you great. That's what makes you heavenly. And the others, he, I mean, he uses strong language. It's, it's not really the point of the passage, but he says, you go to hell. Go to hell. You don't get it. So here we get on this last Sunday of the year an opportunity to see and hear what's really important and what makes us really heavenly, holy, grace-filled people. And it's people who know how to care for one another, but especially to care for the least and the most vulnerable.